Welcome to Geek Therapy. My name is Jose Cardona. I am with Lara Taylor. Lara, have you done anything since last week we're talking about? Just Destiny. We can talk about Destiny. We're we all, we're all in Destiny. that Destiny hype right now, right? Yeah. Destiny 2 is back. Remember when I used to ask people to please join the Geek Therapy clan? Are you going to ask again? Please join the Geek Therapy <laughs> clan. <laughs> it's like a good 20 people strong, uh, but, you know. Only it's fun. a few of it's, us are active right now. It's yeah, it's we have times. enough for a raid that are active, but we yeah. need more. Yeah, yeah, Always yeah. Always use more. Yeah, I mean, I think Destiny Two falls under the category of I I hear a lot of hate for it, but damn, it's still so much fun. I mean, that's that's what we've been playing mm-hmm. together for the past uh, couple weeks, actually, even before the new update. I know, because you missed out on all that time. I know. Get that Prometheus lens <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> oh. And before we're talking, you mentioned Skyrim real quick. I just want to check in on that. You're yeah. playing Skyrim again on on PS4? So I didn't I got Skyrim on uh Steam and didn't play very much of it. Uh I I just my laptop not so great. So I gave up on it after a while. I'm almost in on the Switch, I am almost to where I was before. On which wasn't very far, so I figure if I'm gonna put a lot of time in this game, I'm gonna do it on something I can, you know, go sit in line for Star Wars next week, this week, whenever it comes out, and play Skyrim in line. Yep, I'm I'm torn. See, I've I've I really want to play Skyrim. I've never played it. Never. It's good. I but know, I, I know. <laughs> but I know you want to play a different version than I'm playing. Well, that's the thing. When I, when I heard that it was coming out on Switch and I could have Link's clothing that's in it with exactly Amiibo support. That's exactly why I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's no there's no reason why I would buy this for any other console. And then they announced Skyrim VR mm-hmm. and I am torn. I am very, very torn. I don't know what to do. I am terrified of, like, I haven't played that much VR. So, and I know when I'm playing stuff like, Resident Evil or whatever, I freeze up. Even just playing Resident Evil on a on a TV screen, yeah. Like when a bunch of zombies are coming at me, so I don't know what I would do in VR with a giant dragon shooting fire at me. I think I might just freak out. So <laughs> I, I think there's like no doubt in my mind that I'm going to play a magic character or something I can I can stand far away from. You know, I can I can attack from far away. Like bow and arrows, magic, they st- stuff like they, that. They still shoot fire at you, and you still are gonna get f- dragon fire. No, no, I know, but I don't want to. I don't want to do melee. Is what I, is is like. I want to stay yeah. as far away as possible. And I was and if shooting I see fire, bows at it, and I still got fire at me. Well, if I see fire coming at me, I just turn around and run the other way. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I'll probably. Yeah, I don't know. I get. I get very, very scared in games. I get very anxious. We've we've talked about this in the past mm-hmm. where I like I sometimes I have to mute a game for me to even get past a certain part. I learned that a few years ago. There's just just no way for me to get past certain parts because it's too creepy. Is there an creepy. easy way to mute it when you're in VR? So yeah, so um, on the PSVR there is this cable. So I I have my headphones on and then there is a the headphones plug into a cable that's coming off the side of the VR headset. Mm-hmm. And that has a small volume up and down okay. control. So I don't remember if there's a a mute button, but I can definitely lower the volume very easily. 
I feel bad because you're missing out on a lot of awesome soundtracks. So, yeah, but yes, I don't play all games muted. No. It's just some of the, like, I remember, I think the first time, I think the first time a game ever really scared me was Resident Evil 1. Mm. And, but it was jump scares. Yeah. But then Metroid Prime was creepy environmental scares. Oh. They, so it was like the sounds, the 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 bugs, the and then people just uh like the space pirates coming out at you from from like in first person that that scared me. Like when when I when I play a video game or when I watch a movie, I I'm already um what what's the word uh that people use to describe um VR Im- immersion, immersed, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm already immersed. Mm-hmm. So much, <laughs> yeah. Like I see, sometimes I see my sister uh, angry at my at my niece and nephew because she's calling them and they seem to me not be paying attention. Mm-hmm. But like, they're in that show. Like they are not. They've disconnected from the rest of the world. I'm and with I, that. I'm that way with comics. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll be laying in bed before before going to sleep. Like I was reading, I think Lumberjanes last night or the night before, and I'm reading and I'm so into the story. And then my wife is next to me watching TV and I'm totally tuned out of the TV and she says something really loud next to me about the show and I jump and I'm like, what the f- are you doing? I'm in this book and you just pulled me out. Oh, <laughs> oh. So it, it's a uh, books do that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. So we understand each other. I think a lot of people don't. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. who are like, oh, you like that stuff. And I'm like, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how, how into it I get. So imagine that just way, way, way more. Right, I know because it's all around you. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. yeah. There so, are some so, things that I'm playing in Skyrim that, right now that I'm just like, mm, no, I don't want to do that in VR. <laughs> nope. Oh, I, I just got try. attacked by a troll and it it scared the crap out of me. Like Ooh. I'm running along, try, I'm running along the road and... Normally there will be like wolves and stuff that come at me and I can handle that. I'm running along, a troll comes at me and the music changes and it goes raw and jumps. And it was, oh, it was so bad. <laughs> so bad. There's there's a, a PSVR game called PS Worlds and it has different um, like miniature, like mini games in it, mm-hmm. like small stories. And one of them is you're in a, like a scuba diving cage like a deep sea diving cage mm-hmm. and so you're you have your scuba gear on you're in the water and you're being lowered lower 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 and then you get to a point where you're really deep and there are these giant sharks mm-hmm. circling you but when you're inside the cage it's just like oh cool look at these sharks and then something happens the power goes out one of the sharks I, nope that's a whole lot of nope for me <laughs> one of the one of the sharks uh, attacks the the cage so that's already scary but there's still this safety of being inside the cage. And then the shark rips one side of the cage off. So now it's completely open. Nope. And the <laughs> moment when that thing opens, everything changes. Like, I, I do not feel okay anymore, even though I'm still inside the cage. But the cage is open, so I no longer feel safe. And I've played VR games where you are inside a vehicle or a machine or a mech. And so you're, it's like you're removed from the stuff that's happening, right? And mm-hmm. like I'm in a spaceship or I'm in a car. That feels very, very different than just walking around in a VR world. 
and I prefer like that one level of safety. <laughs> yeah. It's it's silly, but the the effect that it has on you is it, it's crazy. It's not silly. I was um back when I was playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag, I had to have my wife play certain parts for me. Like um and I don't get scared super easy. I like horror movies. I like horror games. I like I do get scared, but I like it. This I could not handle. The anxiety was too much. So I'm not a very good swimmer. And so in Black Flag, there would be the the parts where you're trying to hunt the the sharks and the whales and all that stuff. Or like the deep sea diving where you're you have oh, I the remember bell. that, yeah. I could not play it. I could not do it because I would get so anxious about being under the water and not being able to breathe or getting pulled into the water. I know I'm not going to have that happen. It's a game. It's it's not even in VR. Like It's just on the screen. But the feeling of anxiety for me was way too much, and I had to have her play it for me. It was intense. Then I will absolutely <laughs> never <laughs> recommend that you play no. the, the PSVR <laughs> thing that I just described. Nope. Oh, I no. said nope. Nope. <laughs> as soon as you said shark tank, like shark cage, uh-uh. Nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> Oh, it's pretty scary. Now everyone knows my deepest, darkest fears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to... There have been so good VR sales. So at this point, Skyrim, I think, even though I want the VR version more, I think it'll be just a matter of whichever one goes on sale first mm. is probably the one I get. The, that was, That's the interesting thing. I've been wanting VR, and I held off on getting VR so that my wife and I could both have a PS4, cause, so I got a PS4 Pro. But then right after I did that, they put the Skyrim, they made the Skyrim package because there was no way I was going to get the, what is until dawn mm-hmm. or whatever one. No, I yeah. wasn't going to do that in VR, but that one's actually not, not too bad because you're essentially on a mine cart and then, and it's like a shooting gallery. So there are some jump scares, but you're still always inside this uh, cart. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually... So <laughs> there's a few of these demos where I've seen, where I've been at, at, at parties and people are playing um, not so much Until Dawn, but the Resident Evil 7, especially, uh-huh. where it is so scary that people threw the headset off of their head. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, <laughs> that's, I don't know. Like, I, I think about the fact that I have coworkers, we, we like surprise each other and scare each other in the office. I have coworkers who scream when they, when they get scared. I just jump. I think I have more of a freeze reaction. And I don't know if that's like, because I don't release anything. So I just like freeze and I could just picture myself not doing anything and just leaving the headset on and being terrified. So that's not going to happen. I would rather have the energy to throw it off, but I don't know if I could. I don't know. I think I would just be frozen. I I (laughs) always have headphones on all the time. So mm-hmm. even if I'm playing a game and I'm not listening to the soundtrack of the game, I am listening to something else, a podcast, an audiobook, something. Mm-hmm. And so around the house, I always have headphones on. Apple's AirPods were like the one thing that was missing in my life that I didn't know was missing <laughs> in my life. So all the time I get scared because somebody is either behind me <laughs> or is trying to get my attention. I have no idea. I turn around and all the time I, I, I'm very scared. <laughs> People scare me all the time. <laughs> we had no idea this conversation about destiny was going to go this way no well i've been wanting to uh, do a stream so i read this article the other day that said that if you mute a game you're likely 
this is just a headline. I haven't read it, and and I don't know if it's a if if I have any issues with you know the the science. But mm-hmm. it, the headline was that if you play muted, you're worse at the game, and I can see why. I can and- see arguments for and against that because there are audio cues in the my, game. My personal experience is I'm worse at a game when I don't have the sound on, or when I, I'm distracted by other sounds, like when you, someone's trying to talk to me in my ear. True. You play Destiny with me. I'm not that great. So it's very possible that that's the problem. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I wanted to do a stream where I where I did the opposite of what we did the other day, where it was too loud. I wanted to just mute it and then talk about that article and see kind mm-hmm. of how I feel playing muted and, and maybe comparing the two. Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been thinking about that uh, lately. And I'm, I'm going to do that in the next couple of days. I was going to do it today, but I, I no longer have the time. But... <laughs> I I will. <laughs> Someday. Someday. So uh, yesterday was the Game Awards. You watch these things? No. I know someone that was there, and Ooh. I was kind of jealous. Yeah. So they're a very weird um, award show because they it's essentially it's more trailer than award show. Mm. Like There's just trailers and world premiere and trailers and announcements and an award. And then... Jeff Keighley, the host, he'll he'll maybe announce two or three awards, just like randomly. On, on, yeah, just like oh, and here's some more awards. Congratulations to this person and, and this game and that game. Okay, and now we're going to another world premiere. It's very weird, and it's in a big uh, theater, and it's really nice. And only some of the awards are awarded like on the stage. And it's funny. Um, there's this trending gamer award that they give, and last year. It was like a core part of the show, and the guy that came up, he it was Greg Miller, and he went up and he he accepted and he gave this great speech, and it was a big part of it. And the year before that, it was uh, Boogie Two Nine Eight Eight, and 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 like he, it was it was a a thing. But mm-hmm. this year, the guy that won it, they did it off to the side, and they only gave him like two minutes to talk, and it's almost like they did it on purpose because they it's like oh this guy isn't gonna like. This isn't going to work out very well, I think, <laughs> if we put him up on the stage and like give him a lot of time. It was, it's a it's a weird show. But there were a lot of trailers, lots of announcements. Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild won Game of the Year and a whole bunch of other mm-hmm. awards. It was, you know, rightly so. And last night, the new DLC came out. So that's out. The I single haven't player touched stuff. it since splatoon came out <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of people have so now now there is new dlc so there's new story content new shrines uh pretty cool stuff but it, it won the award so i don't remember what the vr category was just to like, keep it relevant but what i did want to talk about was this game called hellblade i did a whole uh, headshots episode on it and like in line with what we're talking about a game being scary this mm-hmm. game made me feel very very uncomfortable but have you seen any of the game only like brief like i've seen only like screenshots that were like the thumbnails for articles and stuff okay um yeah so so this game they do some really cool things they so the the main character senua she has she hears voices and she seems to have schizophrenia right and then mm-hmm. and they worked with the with with a lot of people who have symptoms of schizophrenia and they saw they worked with the different um the different types of symptoms they tried to represent them very well so i really like i really like, like how we always t- try to talk about symptoms versus diagnoses right. they really did that in the game they're like you know what these are these are conditions that people experience in different ways 
So let's try to make pattern recognition into a game mechanic. Let's make hallucinations into a game mechanic. Mm-hmm. Let's make um, audio hallucinations into a game mechanic. And the way they recorded the voices is there's like this microphone that represents that, that like hears how a human hears. And then they had actors walk around and get close and far away from the person. Oh. But so like people are standing all around you and, and whispering in your ear and then getting louder and talking from farther away and arguing amongst themselves. And it was very, very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I found the whole game. I, I didn't finish the game. I, I, I had no desire to finish the game, not even for science. <laughs> when oh, we, that's sad. When we discussed the game, uh, Kelly actually finished it and um, on Headshots, and we, I was glad she did because we could talk more about it, but I, I couldn't get through it. And part of it was also, like, it just made me feel uncomfortable. And I don't like doing anything that makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I eventually stopped. But there's this documentary that comes with the game, and they show you how dedicated they were to accurately representing these different symptoms. And because of that, I think it's maybe one of the most important mental health games ever made. And maybe one of the most important games ever made. And you're such a wuss that you want to finish it. But I like it's hard for me to recommend it. Like I yeah, don't, no. I don't know if you would like it. I no, think No, I don't think I would either. Yeah. Um I don't yeah, I don't know. It's super important. It sounds like it's amazing as far as representation, but could you imagine someone with schizophrenia playing the game? Like so, that would that would trigger could possibly trigger a whole lot of mess. <laughs> um maybe, right? So so I think right, it has to do with maybe, right? It's very it possible. It could maybe. It's very possible. It also could be super empowering. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like in the documentary they showed the people who who they consulted with and and they were seeing the game and they were saying that they were so happy to see their symptoms properly mm-hmm. represented yeah. in a in a form of media. And that's very important. I don't know if they played it per se or if they mm-hmm. like the game says play with headphones. One of the very interesting things that it does early on is that it tells you that if you die uh that as you die, every time you die, there's this thing called a rot that mm-hmm. is that will begin to consume you and if it reaches your head you will die and it implies that there's a permadeath and you would lose your save and you'd have to start the game from the beginning and you don't know whether that's true or not exactly so it's not true but <laughs> the fact that it that it says that at the beginning it makes you feel anxious about something that isn't true so it's taking anxiety into a and turning it into a game mechanic Right. It's like all the time we're paralyzed by fear of things that aren't really threats. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is a, a an unreal threat. And it is a lie. But I like that both infuriates me. And I think it's the smartest thing I've ever seen in a mm-hmm. game. <laughs> well, and that's a that's a real that's a real concern for people, whether they have a diagnosis like this or not. Like there's you're always perceiving threats that aren't really there. Um, yeah. 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 So the game does a lot of things that I think are just incredible, mm-hmm. but I can't, I can't like as a, as a, as my subjective opinion is that I wouldn't recommend necessarily that people play this for fun, right? I it, wouldn't, I wouldn't even have you play it as like an experience. Like I would, I don't know. It gets hard for me to say, yeah, spend thirty dollars and support this this game, 
but you're probably not going to like it. <laughs> like I can't. It, I can't it half. It kind of reminds me. I was just talking yesterday about a professor I had who, half jokingly, half jokingly, told us it was in our psychopathology class to take uh, our clients some of the medication our clients would have to take, and he said especially antipsychotics, just so you could see how. You know, how what they go through for, for, as far as side effects. And he was half joking. But it's like the thing you can't, like, recommending this game. It's like, you should play this game. It's kind of a half joke. Like, you should play it. But but you might not want to kind of Here's thing. my list of caveats. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. But so the game won um, two really interesting awards. One was Best Performance. And... It's a it's Ninja Theory, but they they were like a small team, and mm-hmm. when they were um, when they created the character, they wanted to do some mocap tests while they were looking for an actress. So they pulled in a video editor to do it, and then they ended up liking her so much that they they had her do the whole game, and she's incredible in the game. Like you see her facial animations, you you see her her fear, her her frustration, like everything that she's going through. She's amazing. So she won the award and she said it on stage. She's like, I'm not even an actress. I've never acted before. I'm the video editor. <laughs> I'm a video <laughs> editor at the company. So that's a pretty cool story. And uh, then the game won Game for Impact, which mm. I 100% agree. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if we've had this conversation before, but I've gone to Games for Change and I'm like, wow, a lot of these games are like not fun. <laughs> But but I think they're important. They're important, yeah. <laughs> so, but if nobody plays them, then then what happens? So I mm-hmm. think it's great when a game like like Hellblade wins an award like this because more people will check it out. Mm-hmm. I I it's much I'd much it makes it easier for me to say, hey, you know what? You should check out uh, Hellblade. It just won Game for Impact and it won Best Performance. Than mm-hmm. to say you should check out this game that I think is really important, but I don't think you're gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like it? No, I didn't enjoy my time with it. I liked things about it. <laughs> <laughs> and and I go deeper into that uh, headshots episode about about my feelings. You um, also don't like horror game. games, so well, so who does so, like horror games might like it. So again, so it's it's weird, right? It's like I've seen horror movies that I enjoy, but I don't like I don't enjoy feeling scared. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like that feeling. I know some people do, and and I do not. <laughs> I. And I'll watch a movie that makes me feel uncomfortable or makes me feel makes me think, um, but it's also it's also a very different sell than saying like you're going to be terrified for two hours just sitting there in a passive experience, and then a whole other thing is like a ten hour interactive experience mm-hmm. where there's also fights that if you don't do them correctly you're going to fail and have to do them again mm-hmm. while surrounded by fire and all this other stuff. I don't know. It's um, yeah. I feel oh. like this is the fear and and horror episode right here. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, I wasn't planning on this. <laughs> this is not where this conversation, what I had planned this go conversation going. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah, Hellblade. So I guess check it out because it won Game for Impact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not expect the conversation to go this way. Uh, the only other thing I do want to talk about this week is that next week, so today is Friday, and this episode will probably go up on Friday. And next week, I'm doing, or we're doing kind of a, like a, a pledge drive um, for Geek Therapy. You ever you ever listen to NPR? 
Rarely. Rarely. Have you ever heard a pledge drive on NPR or public radio? I have heard a pledge drive on talk radio. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Like, what, yeah. are, what are those like? They're just like, in the next five minutes, this person's going to match our donations that we get. And then, or like, we only need, it's usually one about like, like worms or parasites, stomach parasites for kids in Africa. And it'll be like, with your dollar, we can save a hundred kids. So like, then you're like, okay, your hundred dollar donation will save this many kids. And like, it, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but they raise so much money. <laughs> yes. Um, but you annoyed me just describing it. And that's kind mm-hmm. of the, the, the point. These things tend to be very annoying. Um, I've I've run an extra life campaign. I know what it feels like to be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you can uh, help us out next week and be a little annoying, but not that annoying, uh, like a like a public radio uh, pledge drive. So mm-hmm. so the plan is right. So we over the years we've grown a lot, right? There's mm-hmm. more listeners, more people in the community, the Facebook group, things like that, right? It's still it's still small, but it's still a lot of people, and. So we've never really done a push. Like I've never really asked the community to help out. So next week we're going to do a few things. So really there's just five things. So what I'm going to do is every day I'm going to ask um, the community to do five different, you know, one of five things. Mm-hmm. So one is I'm finally un- like officially going to push the Patreon. It's, uh, it's one of those things where I've had to like, it's been around, but I really didn't talk about it much, et cetera. But now we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about it all the time. <laughs> all the time. All the time. See how that goes. And then, and that's the, that's the only monetary uh, option, right? And it is, like we, we talked about last week, like it's what it represents, right? Even a dollar just means a lot. And mm-hmm. it's like, hey, we believe in what you're doing. We're going to want to support uh, this stuff going forward. And the other stuff is all free, right? So you can... One of them is going to be to rate the rate and review the shows on on Apple Podcasts specifically because really mm-hmm. that's the easiest one and the one that kind of matters the most. So we've got lots of shows. So if people, you know, if just like a handful of people were to rate and review the shows, it it is helpful. It doesn't really help. There's a lot of things that it doesn't help with, but it does help in that if someone finds it and they 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 base their decision on reviews. Mm-hmm. One, if it has a lot of ratings, like, oh, so, you know, enough people like this, maybe I should check it out. And if the reviews are there and are actually, you know, informative, that might help sway a few people to, to check us out. That's very helpful. Um, another one is that good old social media, right? Use that hashtag mm-hmm. geek therapy. Uh, <laughs> that actually, that, that's actually, that's actually really helpful. So I want to see, that's going to be the last day. I want to see if we can get people to, to tweet with hashtag geek therapy to see how many people we can get to do it. It'd be good. Um, I used uh, it like a couple weeks ago. You did. You did. I, did. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I always, I'm always monitoring it and it's cool when some people use it and they have no way, they, I don't think they have anything to do with us. <laughs> they just use it like in the most general sense. Like, oh, yeah. this is my geek therapy. Like, I, like it's been a tough week. I need to just, you know, watch some Netflix, um, hashtag geek therapy. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. Yeah. Even if it has nothing to do with us. And there is the, just tell a friend. You know, just tell a friend. Just tell somebody. Check us out. Just go to the website. Just do that. That's that's super helpful. That's like really really helpful. Because sometimes um, 
like you don't recommend stuff that you're you're into or you care about necessarily or you just do it like like in an offhand comment like oh have you checked this out you should check it out i'll send you a link and then you never send the link <laughs> send the link tell people do you send ever the send link. the link I, Actually, yeah, you do. You send me a lot of links. I'm a link sender. Oh, yeah. You are. Mm-hmm. You are. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely the type of person that if you tell me, like, oh, you should check out this book. I'm like, hold on. Give me a link. Give me give me a link. Give me all the information I need to find this thing. That's how you end up buying a bunch of books you never read. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy books I don't read. I, I buy comic books I don't read. Yeah, well, it yeah, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so it's things like that. So essentially, I'm just going to ask the community to team up and kind of help out. So for a week, I'm going to be annoying on social media, send one email per day, which is something that I I, I, I never do to the mailing list because I'm, I'm very conscious of that. But I'm every now and then, you know, like those pledge drives, again, public radio, like the ones you describe, <laughs> yeah, those aren't the ones I was thinking about, but they, they absolutely um, yep. apply. Uh, but like the uh, on NPR, they interrupt like every 15 or 30 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. for a week. And they yep. apologize <laughs> every yep. time because they know that they're cutting into to all this crazy time. But um, yeah, that's a, that's a plan for next week. So I'll be... I'll be doing that and uh, just bothering people online and see how that works. And I'll provide an update next week when we talk Star Wars The Last Jedi. We have less than a week. The hype is real. New Star Wars. How do you feel? Are you excited? I'm super excited. I'm so excited. I have my plan of attack. I will be there. Like probably my I mean, my wife is taking time off of work to go with me and sit in line with me. Like four hours ahead of time. You got yep. to. I mean, got to. When I was a kid, my dad would take uh, either extended lunch uh, breaks, or say we had he had to take me to an appointment, to a doctor's appointment, mm-hmm. and then we would we would go to the movies. Yeah, for, <laughs> on the premiere of you know of a new superhero movie or or a, a movie that was a big deal to us. Mm-hmm. Oh, those were the days. So I finally. So I didn't know. I didn't know where I would be <laughs> when yeah. the movie premiered, so I hadn't bought tickets. But um, yeah, I did. last week I, I did. Last time I told you, you gotta yes, buy tickets. I know, and I did. I found Thursday night tickets, seven p.m. Woo! Eastern. So I'll watch it before you. <laughs> Finally, you're gonna watch a movie before me. I know, I know, and uh, and I won't get. You're not gonna spoil it for me. I'm gonna yep. have my phone off because yep, you're yep, gonna yep. be getting out of the movie right <laughs> when I'm going in. I can I can tweet I can I can text you during the movie. While you're waiting. You would be that horrible person that would have your phone out during the movie. I'll be taking pictures. So it won't even be text. Like you'll just look down at your phone and you'll see the picture and it'll spoil it. <laughs> no, I would never. I would never. I'll do block that. your number for a little I know. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that. No, but no. Because I so threaten excited. to spoil things for you and I never actually spoil them for you. <laughs> I'm a good friend like that. Yes. Yes. My that that's the cutoff of being a good friend. I just I just don't spoil stuff. Mm-hmm. My my niece saw me when I was buying the ticket. She was like, "Dio, what are you what are you doing? Is that Star Wars? You're not gonna <laughs> go without me, are you?" <laughs> and and so I I what I said I didn't say I wouldn't go without her. What I said was, "I'm definitely going to see it with you." Mm-hmm. As I bought the ticket to go see it by myself on Thursday night, <laughs> so it was hard to find a ticket. I ended up buying mm-hmm. three or four different tickets. 
like Friday morning, a 3D screening. I didn't want to see in 3D. And then like Fandango was having some issues, but finally I was able to get a, a, Thursday. a, a Thursday night decent ticket nearby because I don't even know what what theater to go to, but reserve seating, I'm, I'm good. I'm set. It's going to be great. I'll see it on Thursday. And then my plan is to go see it with a friend of mine um, at some point during the weekend again, and then also take my niece at some other point. I was going to say, your, your poor niece, she's going to take her too. To, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I love I love this time of year. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. Um, again, all that Force Awakens stuff, I'm over it. We're good. I've accepted that. It's a uh, blank slate right now. I've accepted what the reality is. Again, I was I was caught up in the not only like the the deletion of the extended universe, but it was like the deletion of the universe in my head. <laughs> Your head cannon was exploded. Yep. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. And so I'm over it. I've seen Force Awakens enough times to just accept that that's this is where we are now. I'm I'm extremely excited about this one. I can't wait for episode 9. I Oh, Rebels and we get so and we good. get Han Solo movie next year too. You know I'm not excited about that at all. Really, I was super excited I'm about Rogue excited, One. I'm super excited about Donald Glover being Lando. I I am excited about that. I'm excited that Woody Harrelson's in it. I don't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Like Woody Harrelson and Chewbacca in the same movie. Mm-hmm. This, I'm excited about this and Donald Glover, but. I'm not I don't know I don't I don't like I don't like the idea of a Han Solo movie without Harrison Ford. And there was mm. never a moment where I thought this is what I need in my life. I, I or I'm really yeah. curious about Han Solo when he was younger. But also I'm not like the original trilogy isn't my favorite part of Star Wars either. Hmm. So that that probably has a lot to do with it. Am I going to go see that movie? Of course. Of course, course you're going to go see that movie. Are we going to talk about it? Of course. But episode eight, Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. He's yep. speaking. <laughs> I know. I'm very excited. He's not just a face on the screen. I know. I know. Carrie Fisher's send-off, you know, like, oh, man, oh, everything. last movie. I know. I know. There's just, just yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I cannot. It's crazy cannot thinking wait. Star Wars was her first big movie, right? And it's her last movie. Yep. 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 And then JJ Abrams coming back for nine. Like, yeah, no, no. I am I'm excited. I'm I'm catching up on Rebels. Uh there's a live action series coming. Like I'm I am Oh, and I can't wait. I'm I'm listening to the Battlefront two uh prequel novel. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's a prequel novel called Inferno Squad. It's it's a prequel to the single player campaign in Battlefront two. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm going through that book and I can't wait because then I'll play through the single player campaign in Battlefront 2, which is getting an update now in the next couple weeks. It might be this week. Hopefully week. I can I can play it and not get sick. Hopefully you can play it and not get sick. <laughs> and the story starts from so so the Battlefront 2 story centers around a character called Aiden Versio. And she is a distinguished um pilot from the empire mm-hmm. and in inferno squad it starts at the explosion the destruction of the first death star okay mm-hmm. she's a pilot there and she's one of the few survivors of that event and then the empire creates this like they are 
like they can it, it's cool because they're like no apparently one of the engineers built a flaw purposely into the death star right it's like oh so they're like they're pulling from rogue one mm-hmm. and then they create this group called inferno squad which is like a covert ops empire group that's infiltrating not only um the the resistance um and the rebels but also other um people within the empire who might be a problem like the the what was the name of the um, the guy the engineer from Rogue One the father Mads Mikkelsen Galen Erso yes right so other people like Erso who might be really like working against the Empire so that's where the novel is now and then my understanding is that that novel goes all the way up to the second Death Star and then Battlefront Two starts you play as Iden Versio at the destruction on you're on Endor when the second Death Star explodes. And then you play throughout her life all the way up to the events in in the current movies. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're seeing the Empire from that point of view. And I, 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 think, I think that's very interesting. So apparently when Battlefront 2, if you bought it when it came out and you actually played it, <laughs> um, the single-player campaign just ends at a certain point, and then it promises you that more single-player levels are coming. So I believe, I'm not sure, but I think that the new levels are waiting until Last Jedi comes out because then those are those levels are related to, to the events movie. of the new okay. movie. Yeah, yeah, that's my understanding. So I've heard mixed things about all of that, but I cannot wait to to play through this. Star Wars video games are part of why I love Star Wars so much. And having all this stuff going on at the same time, I it's 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 my favorite time of year, Star Wars time. <laughs> it's just with it's just like with Marvel since Disney owns it, it's all connected. <laughs> it is all connected. Oh, oh, um last thing, my my niece got a a Marvel uh Zoom Zoom advent calendar, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, I sent you. So she got you a Ghost Rider, yeah. and she tells me, uh, "Dio, do you want to see my creepy Zoom Zoom?" <laughs> and she's so she she finds it very scary, so she keeps it locked away inside the advent calendar. She has all the other ones out. And but yesterday she got this one character that she had no idea who it was. So she shows it to me. She's like, "Dio, Dio, look what I got. Who is this?" I was like, "Oh, that's Squirrel Girl." And Ooh. and her dad's like, "Squirrel Girl." And then her mom's like, "Squirrel Girl, what is that?" <laughs> <laughs> Gonna I have t- to show her some Squirrel Girl. So I told them, not only is Squirrel Girl the lead character of a live-action comedy series that's coming soon, mm-hmm. she is also a character in a new animated Marvel movie. animated series yeah. called, I think it's Marvel Rising Secret Warriors. Yeah. So I was like, don't worry, she, you guys will know who Squirrel Girl is pretty soon. Miss <laughs> Marvel's going to be in that. Captain Marvel's going to be in that. It's America gonna, Chavez is in it. Uh-huh. It's yep. going to be amazing. Yep. Spider-Gwen is mm-hmm. in it. And who else? I don't know the, the two guys, Patriot and Inferno. I don't know those two characters. This this is going to be like built for girls. Like it is yeah. fabulous. Yep. Yeah. Apparently it's a whole line. Marvel Rising is a whole new line. And this is the first mm-hmm. show coming from it. Oh, Quake is in it too. Yes. Yep. I love Quake. So uh, Daisy Johnson, Daisy Johnson, <laughs> the character of Daisy Johnson, right? Played by Chloe Bennett and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is also mm-hmm. voicing the character in That's in even Rising. more amazing. And the, uh, her name is, 
Her last name is Veintrub or Veintrub, something like that. And mm. she's the live action Squirrel Girl. And she's also doing the voice of Squirrel Girl in the cartoon. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So. Oh, and then. So I read this thing which says that the. So the actress who is doing the voice of Spider Gwen or Spider mm-hmm. Ghost on the show mm-hmm. is this. It, she has an un. Um, she has a role. She's joining the cast of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in an unknown role. Hmm. So I read this article speculating that what if she's playing an alternate, like what if she's playing Gwen Stacy as Spider-Gwen on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just got really, really good. Yeah. Have you, you haven't watched it, I haven't watched the premiere. I haven't watched the premiere for this But you're caught up, right? No. You're not caught up. Okay. I I watched all of last season. I'm caught up except for they just premiered Exactly, exactly. Yep. Yeah, so, oh, you have to watch it. It is... I have to watch incredible. a lot of things. Okay? No, 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 I know. There I is know. Supergirl. I still got to finish Crisis on Earth X. Listen, like, you can, you can listen. It's not that big of a deal, but <laughs> Crisis on Earth X is okay. All right, but, but Agents gotta, of Shield got really good. Uh huh. Uh huh. I got to finish Crisis on Earth X so I can watch Supergirl because Supergirl is important. This is true. This is true. But Agents of Shield, though. <laughs> I only. Have... <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, that is that is it for it. for this week. That's um, that's a lot of Star Wars hype, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of geeking out, a lot of scary of, stuff, lots of scary stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even know what to call. Like, I try to put titles on the episodes so that you can kind of pick them out. Mm-hmm. Weeks like this, I have no idea. Um, we I'll talked about out, a lot of stuff. We talked about a lot of stuff. Yep. Good times. Good times. Okay. So again, um, Geek Therapy community team up pledge drive thing all next week. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. If you haven't signed up for the mailing list, for the email mailing list, sign up. There's a link in the show notes. And uh, that way you you can get all those emails. And then, but also follow us on social media, at Geek Therapy on Twitter, Geek Therapy on Facebook. Join the Geek Therapy community group. Join the Destiny clan. <laughs> Do it. Do it. And yeah, and 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 like we're just asking for for your support for the next week. I mean, you know, always in general, but next week we're pushing for it. And yeah, get those Star Wars tickets. Can't wait to talk Star Wars next week. <gasps> we're gonna be I, so excited. Oh, I hope I'm not angry like I was after Force Awakens. <laughs> oh, I really Hater. hope not. No, no. You, like you said, my head cannon exploded. It's not. Yeah, that's that. You've had time to good. adjust. You've had time to adjust. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> All right, we'll talk next week. You've just listened to Geek Therapy on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. 